Welcome back, boys and girls. It is week six of the college football season. Therefore, it is week seven of the Carla and Crappy show. I am your favorite Uncle Crappy up here in Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> the other person on your screen is our friend Carla. She's down there in Nashville. Hi, Carla. Hello. Where it finally feels like fall. Thank God. Oh, man. It has been so awesome here. It's yeah. been, I mean, yeah, people will complain that we haven't seen a whole lot of sunshine and and that's a legit thing. I, I get it. But um, it, the highs have been like 60 all week nice. like for the last month. Yes. We've been yes. sitting like 72 and sunny for like the okay. last like week and a half. And like, it's going to be that way for the foreseeable future. It's supposed well, to be a little cooler than that over the weekend. Okay. Up and down into the fifties at night. Um, I'm, 40s I'm even. Totally. Windows good are open. That. Love it. Okay. Totally good with that. Totally good with that. Um, you may or may not be good with this, but uh, Carla, we're going to start with the pop quiz. Okay. It is midterm week for me. So it's sure. okay. All right. All right. Yes. Yeah, so you should be ready for this. Um, pop quiz. Was it time for Paul Chris to go at Wisconsin? That's a great, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny. It was having conversations about this. Like, it's really interesting that like Paul Chris is one of those guys that like, he doesn't really have like, a brand about himself no you know no. like he's just kind of a nondescript football coach um you know and, which maybe was a downfall in the era of college football that we're living in right now uh-huh. Uh-huh. right um and was it time for him to go i don't know if i would have fired him mid-season okay i don't know if he would have lasted the off-season um but i think mid-season might be a little bit of a rush to judgment Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's done good things at was at Wisconsin. Um, but at the same time, you know that like they've got a really good you know interim coming in that yeah. you know is going to get some head coaching looks elsewhere, and you know there are other people that would be really interested in that job. Mm-hmm. Um, and so why not now? I I don't think I would have fired him yet. I think okay. it's a little bit reactionary, but I'm not sure if 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 Wisconsin continued on the track that it was content that it was on. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't think Paul Chris would have lasted the offseason. No, I, I agree with that. Um, I I mean, having seen them in person, uh, not last weekend, but the weekend prior, it's not a Wisconsin team. That that no. that that was not. Um, Wisconsin should be one of the teams in the in the in the Big Ten that that makes me uh, um, right. Badgers you know. are annoying. Yeah, and and uh, and it just was not that at any point in that game. Yeah. Um, and I haven't really seen that. Um, at, I, I I don't like I don't like the idea in college football of, of firing someone in midseason um, because you're not. I mean, you're not going to make a hire, but you know, maybe their situation is different in that they have what's the guy's name? Um, uh, you know, the 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 Fire. interim guy. Yeah, the, the interim is, uh, you know, he he could be a commodity uh, once the season ends, and and you know, maybe Wisconsin wanted to sort of sort of lock him up. Um, you know, it definitely gives them a chance to to, to audition him. Um, I, I uh, given given that I, I I mean I I I'm assuming that has something to do with the timing 
of the change and and i guess yeah okay um also probably didn't help that the last loss was to bert yeah just you know as as an oh by the way thing mm-hmm. <laughs> um that that probably did not sit well i don't i don't think by any stretch that wisconsin has like auburn style alumni who are pulling strings and all that stuff um but that probably did not sit well in in the the broader yeah. wisconsin football community so but that um, being said, you know, yeah. as, as was going on in the in our text thread that we have that goes on all weekend long, AJ hadn't brought up the point of didn't have Paul Chris getting fired before Harson on my bingo card this year, and no. I would I would wholeheartedly agree with that. Like <laughs> no, I would not. It, it it did kind of feel like it came out of left field, mm-hmm. um, and it does kind of. I don't know what it is this year. The Big Ten just does not have like this after the big media blitz over the media rights and mm-hmm. you know adding two new teams into the conference and it was like setting things up for the big 10 to have this big year mm-hmm. and it just kind of feels like it's meh like you've, um. got, you've, you've got your top tier that's intriguing mm-hmm. but like we've lost the middle tier the michigan state the wisconsin the minnesota that's up and down um like there's just not the consistency or the intrigue that we've seen mm-hmm. in past seasons where, you know, I mean, last year we were talking about that, that gauntlet in the, in the big 10 East, mm-hmm. right. Of, yeah. you know, everybody playing each other and it was just going to be whoever survived was going to be the one that came out of that division. Well, I, I still think that exists though. I mean, I, I, I well, and I'm going to talk about Sparty a little bit um, uh, later on, but I, I mean, with, with that exception, the East is, the East is still the East and, and, um, you know, we, we, none of the, of the big three have gotten into playing each other, but it's, it's, it's coming very, very soon. Yeah, um, and, and, and that's, that's still going to feel, that's still going to feel like it, like it should. Because I find myself on Saturdays when I'm looking for games to watch, I'm not turning the big 10 games. I'm watching big 12 mm-hmm. because right now, like the big 12 is where all the intrigue is. Mm, okay. Um, and so like, I find myself looking for like, what's going on in the big 12 right now, because I mean, that whole that whole conference is like topsy turvy this year, um, which makes it intriguing to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where my feeling is right now. Maybe again, maybe that'll change. Like you said, when we get into like the real, the heart of the big 10 schedule and we start getting into that gauntlet in the East, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe my thoughts will change, but right now I'm just kind of like big 10. I hope that we get that energy back. I I think it's going to be fine when, (laughs) Um, and I, I was, uh, I, I may or may not have mentioned this on the show, but, um, uh, Kelly, who, who was uh, one of our, 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 designated Penn state guest hosts last weekend or last year, last season, while you were lounging around eating bonbons, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, uh, she's kind enough to, uh, to offer, uh, the, the, uh, their extra tickets for me, um, and, uh, and my friend Patrick to go to the Ohio state, um, uh, Penn state game the end of the month and we were just we were just talking about that a few days ago and it's like these teams continue on the 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 trajectory that they're on and i know this would this would mean penn state beating michigan that 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 could be a top five game yeah (laughs) um and i'm i'm trying hard not to get too too up about that yet um because because there's there's stuff um obviously in between there but that's 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 gonna be fun the nits have to beat michigan for that to happen there is there is that there is that there is that um 
you actually got to witness live college football last weekend. I did um, live from Floyd. Um, it was not the night that I had hoped it was going sure, to be, obviously. Sure. Um, but I'm telling you that meep offense in, in person, mm. it's really hard to like put words to it Okay, because it's when you see it on TV, it's one thing, but to feel the pacing of it in person yeah. is mind blowing Yes, because I wouldn't call it, I like, you can't call it a tempo offense. It's not tempo, mm-hmm. right? But it's methodical. Mm-hmm. It's, strategic they move quickly when they sense they're going in for the kill and mm-hmm. you could feel that when it would happen hmm. when you okay. know when they they would have a couple big plays and then all of a sudden they'd start picking up the speed mm-hmm. and it would just be it wouldn't be like immediately but you'd watch you know watch the um the the, the snap clock mm-hmm. right and they would start getting earlier and earlier mm, okay earlier as they move down the field. So it's not a tempo. It's just kind of a, a pacing and understanding what's happening on the field. Okay. Um, really, really fascinating to watch in person. And middle just didn't have an answer for the mm-hmm. entire, you know, the entire game. Um, I mean, Frank Harris has one heck of an arm. We we've known that. Um, I mean, and he went, he went and put up a freaking school record in uh, against my, my blue Raiders last week, 414 <laughs> yards. Um, you did notice uh, as fast as middle looked, <laughs> Against against Miami of of all teams, I, you didn't. It was not as noticeable. They're getting, um, yeah, they're I, on, a lot on Friday. More contact. Yeah, lot, the receivers are getting a lot more contact. Bumps right off the line, which yeah. is legal. You know. Yeah, they were they were. Uh, 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 Meep was Meep was ready to handle that. They were, and and Cunningham early in the game missed a couple of wide open receivers. He was mm. amped for the mm-hmm. game and he overshot them. And you have to wonder, and I didn't have good views of that because, okay, so I was, this is where I fully admit I was in the beer garden for most of the first quarter. Um, ah. <laughs> hang, hanging ah. out with former students, which was fun. Nice. Um, so I was watching from the end zone. In fact, you might've seen me on TV because when, when huh. Moop scored their first touchdown and they kicked the extra point, I was standing directly under the goalpost. Um, I got to go and, back and look and that, and hang and on right just a second. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, but I kind of want to go back and look and see if you can see me on TV, mm-hmm. but, um, but so I didn't have a good angle to see it, but when, when, when he dropped back to, to release the ball and you could tell there was a receiver sprinting down the field. And like, mm-hmm. so it was one of those weird things where you would watch the play and then you turn around and look at the jumbotron, like to <laughs> see what yes. was happening at the end yeah. of it. So it was like, boom, boom. and it was just like, just out of arm's reach. And he did that Ooh. twice. Mm. He did that twice in the first quarter. And next thing you knew, Meep was up 10, nothing at yeah. the end of the first yeah and unfortunately you felt like 10 nothing wasn't that big of a deal but ended up being a big deal yeah. um although in the second quarter was was hilarious i mean there were seven scores five touchdowns two field goals between the two teams all in the second quarter which was entertaining as heck but yes. those two field goals were middle field goals and you have to wonder had they been able to finish those drives what would have happened you know um that's it, that it, is that that was the point of demarcation uh and, and, you know if, if those are if those are touchdowns um, you, you go into halftime with a whole different feel of, of, yeah. of how that game is going. Yeah. And they just never were able, you know, they were, they were down too much at the half. They just never really got back into it in the yeah. second half, unfortunately. So that was, that was the end of that. They get a, 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 an interesting week this week at UAB before they turn around and host Western Kentucky for homecoming. So that's going to be, um, that's going to be a really interesting. Game. Are you going to go to that one too? Maybe I'm trying to figure that out. it's a day game. Um, and um, I don't have babysitting for Ellie, so we got to figure mm. out whether we could take her. Um, that would be a lot. It could be a lot. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, it's so, it's it's time to, to to get her started, though. I mean, 
do it now. Do it, do yeah. it, do it, do it early. Why not? And I mean, heck, we tailgated. Like I had tailgaters outside of my office, um, and so like I didn't realize that like this is my first middle game, right? So like right. there are tailgaters outside of my office. My office is actually one of like that building is actually like one of the like um, really like hubs of tailgating. Okay. Um, that's actually like I walked out my office door and found like hat like a whole bunch of my former students um, <laughs> out there. And, like hey, you want a beer? Like I was like, okay, this is fun. Um, and uh, so, so yeah, so it wouldn't be too bad like to go and like, because then I would have my office upstairs. Like we right. could, you know, shuttle things. I don't know. We'll, we'll think about it. If the weather is nice, uh, you, should, it, you should go. It, it might be worth going. Hey, and I, I will shout this out just huh. because we can, that way we can, hopefully he'll help us um, do some promotion for this show. Okay. Former Bola Palooza participant, Jake Rose. Yes. Um, who calls most of the middle games when they're not on the network of champions. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the play-by-play guy. He is actually hosting the MTSU homecoming parade. You've got to go see this. <laughs> I mean, there, there is, there is absolutely no question in my mind that having heard that, um, Jake, uh, get, get work on Carla right now. Get her, get her, get her to that game. Get Ellie to that game. Um, she doesn't have to have beer for a couple of years still. So, you know, that's, <laughs> it's gotta happen. It's gotta happen. So, so it was a good time. It was okay. good, good, good first game on campus, but mm-hmm. um, man, you wish that the early goings of that game would have gone a little bit differently. And sure. You really could have seen what would have happened there. Sure. So. sure. I gotcha. Um, did um, anything, did, did, did last weekend get weird enough that, um, did, that there were things that you perhaps wanted to mention? Yeah. Um, well, the first thing, I, a quick thing I wanted to mention was I actually got a chance to watch a decent chunk of the end or at least like the fourth quarter i don't know why i must be a sicko watch the end of the penn state northwestern game um because mm. my god that game was ugly um it i would it, it was was it sleeting it looked just it looked miserable, miserable. <laughs> yeah. oh my god yeah it was like 50 and raining and yeah. windy and gross and you know it wasn't a pretty win by any stretch but sure. i made a note down that the nits gave up five turnovers mm-hmm. which is terrible abysmal yes. heading into no. the the heart of of big 10 play but that was a game the last two seasons that penn state would have lost mm-hmm. and they didn't yeah. lose the game yeah right that shows me something that mm-hmm. was a game that that was the illinois game um right? yeah yes uh, same kind of concept that last year you know last year when when they all lost when they lost to illinois um that was a game that they should have won. They should have won big. Mm-hmm. Things didn't go in their favor and they still found a way to win the game. Mm-hmm. That shows some metal. They, not pretty. Lots of concerns heading into Big Ten play, but I'll take it. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm, I, I kind of think you got to give them a pass for, you know, at least the, some of the turnovers, but because of the weather, because yeah. that's, that, that's, that's difficult for anybody to play in. Um, five. Eh, yeah. Okay. That's, that's rough. But um the, and but the, the point that you make here is 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 excellent. That that is a game in the last two seasons. They they would have figured out how to lose that. Yeah. Um. And I did have the the weekend was so bonkers that I totally forgot that this. That I don't even remember what happened. Yes. Um. Remember how Missouri almost beat Georgia? Yes, I do. I, that I was the thing good, that happened. I watched a good bit of that game. Um. <laughs> after uh after what was the other night game? Uh, Clemson and, and NC State kind of felt like it was. Um, yeah. perhaps not as interesting. I, that was, I, yeah, it, it that almost happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, this is where the word mortable comes in. <laughs> right. Right. Um, 
Yeah, that was that that was interesting. Uh, and and uh, you know, interesting sort of in the context of that game, but also interesting in the broader, yeah, the broader vision of of how this season's going to shake out. Um, it's got to be encouraging uh, for for uh, the other teams, in the SEC, to not look at Georgia to, to to look at Georgia and not think, oh God, it's the Death Star, you know? Yeah. Um. So, huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. So that's the, what I got. Okay. Uh, the, the, uh, I have no idea. Why why am Cardinal, why am I stuck on the ACC this year? What what the hell is wrong why with me? Why are you stuck on the ACC and why am I stuck in the Big 12? Uh I don't know. I'm I'm um I I've had big questions and I've, I've brought this up uh about Florida State and Clemson and and what are they doing Clemson because of of how just sort of not bad, but um, how sort of blah they were last year. Right. Um, and then Florida State, you know, we, we've talked about this a lot. Is, is this year that they have turned around? Um, is 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 the, are the Seminoles back, et cetera, et cetera? So watching both of these games um, a bit last weekend, Clemson, I, I mentioned just last week, uh, DJU did not feel to me like the guy that, that Dabo probably thought he was getting. Um, he did not look like the guy that he looked like when he was a freshman yeah. um, and, and filling in for Surfer Boy. Um, he looked better uh, against NC State, against a really good NC State defense, by the way. Um, sharper passes, I think better decisions, um, uh, timely scrambles. Uh, it, I mean, it, it's not it's not so good for Clemson's offense that, that he was the leading rusher on the day. But um, if if Clemson's offense uh catches up to its defense um that that's gonna be like clemson from a few years ago good uh so you know they, they still have some rough games to come up uh in in the acc and uh, we'll see how that goes but i i thought they took a step uh at least one step uh forward against nc state at home last weekend florida state um the, the month of pain has begun <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, they, they got, uh, I think they lost by 10 at wake. Um, I, I don't know that the game was ever really in doubt. I don't, I, 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 I feel like wake was, was sort of in control uh, through, through much of that time. Um, so I'm not, sh- I'm still not sure ready to say for sure where they stand, um, but they, they got to win this weekend excuse me uh they have to win against nc state if if they're you know if if i'm gonna say yes florida state's back that's that's a that's a situation where they 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 must win uh finally mortables we mentioned georgia Mm -hmm. michigan yeah Mm -hmm. alabama Mm -hmm. especially with bryce young It, it you know you don't know what he's uh what what kind of shape he's gonna be in um, we'll, we'll talk about their game this week, uh, but but Alabama continues to look mortable. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, we're not applying mortable or not to the the Ivy League, <laughs> but I am I am I am. We didn't get to talk about this last weekend because at that point um, we knew that Drew was going to start practicing. The Big Red Bears had tailback wearing number 23 on the field uh in their in their win uh on saturday at uh the uh, the the, the cold uh, tartar controls 
which is like their their big New York State uh, non conference rival. Um, Drew Drew got significant playing time, uh, not a ton of carries, which which was what he was expecting. Um, well, let me, let me I'll get to that in a second. This was uh, they, they had uh, we mentioned we had they had a rough week against Yale. Uh, at home last weekend, the the offensive creativity that that I saw in the first week at VMI was back. Um, really creative play calling. Uh, the 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 the, uh, the big reds quarterback um, uh, Jamison Wong uh, runs really well um, and throws almost as well, um, and that's getting better. He's a he's a he's a sophomore. Um, so that's that's a weapon that is going to be a challenge for the Ivy League, especially as this offense continues to progress. Um, so Drew had uh, Drew had two carries, uh, one no gain, one was a four yard carry, which doubled his yardage total from last season. So that's 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 a good start. We're, we're happy with that. Um, uh, he uh, just watching him. Uh, he hit his blocks. Um, he he sold fakes like it was his job because it is. Uh, and uh, there was one particularly nice one uh, on a on a, a touchdown run. Uh, I think for the quarterback. I think that was a keeper that um you know he he carried out and, and smacked a linebacker in the hole. Um, so he it looked for, to me like he had a uh, a, a good day. Um, Cornell should perhaps work on some defense. Um, the final score was a, a 34-31 at Colgate, uh, and that was with a, a walk-off field goal. Carla. Yes. I have been teasing you about, about uh, ESPN+. Plus. Yes. You don't need ESPN+, Plus to watch Cornell this weekend. Ooh, that's exciting. They, um, and this seems to be a thing. Like, uh, they have a, a nationally televised game on ESPNU on Friday night. Uh, where they will be hosting Harvard um, at, I, I think, at 7 p.m. on Friday night. So um, tune in. Look for okay. uh, look for uh, number 23 uh, in the red jerseys because uh, the, the, the Cornell will be at home. And uh, we'll, we'll see what the big red bears and we'll see what Drew Powell is able to do against the, the crimson, I think, is what they are. Is that? Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Is that, is that, okay. The Harvard Crimson. I don't know that AJ is going to weigh in on any Ivy League games, but as he does, he will have some things to say about Pac-12, Group of Five, whatever, whatever other games catch his fancy, and you never really know where that's going to go, but we're going to find out because AJ is going to tell us right now. AJ. Hey. It is this week's Group of Five After Dark Report. Uh, recording this a little late this week, so we're going to focus entirely on Saturday's games. There's a bunch of stuff that should be pretty great on Friday night. If you're listening to this on Saturday, I was right about everything. Uh, let's start at noon on Saturday. We have TCU Kansas. Um, normally, in most regular seasons... This is a game that I get to preview because it is Wed Wibble Wibble Wee Week, and uh, Carla and Crappy are talking about the Wed Wibble Wibble Week. 
and I get to talk about this game because this is way more fun because Kansas can occasionally jump up. Ah, no, no. It's uh, been 15 years. 2007 is happening again, and you are getting TCU Kansas game day. That's right. Game day is going to Kansas, not the Wed Wibble Wibble It is incredible to me. Uh, this game should be stupid fun. TCU looked fantastic against Oklahoma last week. Uh, Kansas a little banged up, but they might be like good enough to take on this TCU team in a very, very real way. Please put your eyeballs on this game. That's at F that's on FS one at noon, but I am going to talk about web, because, um, <clears throat> Texas and Oklahoma are full blown broken. No one wants to be at this game. Texas doesn't want to be there. They're like kind of embarrassed. Oklahoma doesn't want to be there because they're super embarrassed. But this game should be stupid and pointy, and you should put your eyes on that game. That's on ABC at noon. We're going to go ahead. We're going to slide down uh, to 2 p.m. This is on ESPN3. This isn't even on ESPN+. Plus, So you should be able to watch this game if you don't have an ESPN Plus subscription. Uh, we've got Georgia Southern at Georgia State for uh, the official title of GSU. Uh, <clears throat> Georgia Southern flipping from the option to a incredibly pass-heavy offense. Uh, if you would like to see a gunslinger, watch Kyle Van Trace from Georgia Southern. Uh, Buddy's putting the ball in the air. Whether it lands in the hands of his receiver, the hands of the other team, the ground, does not matter. Ball's going downfield. Uh, they're fantastic to watch. Georgia State is 1-4. and four. And I know you're saying to yourself, AJ, they're 1-4. and four. How good could they possibly be? They've been incredibly competitive and very, very close in all of these one-score games. This feels like G5 Nebraska-ish, but it feels like they could actually turn the corner because Scott Frost isn't their coach. Uh, so keep an eye on that game. Uh, we're going to keep going down to 3.30 p.m. on Fox. That's right, national television. Utah at UCLA in the Rose Bowl. Um, please watch Pac-12 football. They really need the eyeballs because they keep putting stuff on Pac-12 Network. Um, just throwing that out there, but Utah absolutely hammered Oklahoma state last week or not Oklahoma state, excuse me, same colors, same first letter of the name, Oregon state, go beefs. Um, they absolutely hammered Oregon state last week and just could score at will. They are without, uh, their star tight end for the rest of the season. Uh, he was effectively Cameron rising's check down guy. He's going to be good on Sunday soon. Uh, UCLA has Dorian Thompson Robinson, and he is, he looked fan flipping tastic against Washington. Like, juked two defenders so hard that they tackled each other before he went into the end zone. It was amazing. This game should hopefully be just as fun, and you should put your eyes on it. Because uh, also at 3 30 on Big Ten Network is Wisconsin North, uh, Northwestern. Do not watch that game. I implore you, do not watch that game. Uh, we're going to keep going on down the line. Where did it go? 6 p.m. ESPN Plus. Western Kentucky at UTSA. UTSA went to middle. Carlo is at the game. Middle kept it close, but not close enough. Uh, UTSA ended up taking that game over and winning uh, in the end by a few scores. Western Kentucky is like low-key good. Like low-key real good. Like this is a Conference USA championship type preview matchup. Please watch this game. Uh, Western Kentucky still... Super fun on offense. UTSA, I mean, they're just so clean and fundamentally sound. Uh, please watch this game. This one's going to be good. 6 p.m. ESPN+. Plus. 
uh, also in the same general time frame on ESPN three at seven p.m. UConn at FIU. This game's going to be gross, like truly disgusting and gross. But they're two really bad teams, and you know what happens when two really bad teams play each other? A potentially good game. Two negatives can make a positive in this league. Uh, also in that time frame, 7.30 p.m. on Fox, Washington State, USC. Um, USC is kind of mortal. Uh, I don't think that the national media has picked up on that fact yet because USC keeps playing these games at 10.30 and they've got it locked up by halftime and nobody wants to stay up late. But USC is like real mortal. Oregon State got up and held them until the very, very, very end of the game when USC scored a touchdown late to get the win. Washington State could make this fun. Jake Dickard is their uh, is their coach. He was the interim after Nick Rolovich got fired because he made choices about needles, um, dumb ones specifically. And uh, Jake Dickard has really picked this team up. They're excited to play for him. They have played really, really well. So I expect this one to be somewhat fun and potentially exposes USC. Um, 7.30 p.m., Big Ten Network, Iowa at Illinois. Uh, Burt's got this team rolling. They might have the best running back in the country. And, uh, y'all, Illinois might be good. <laughs> it's upside down season. And it's my favorite because you can't claim anything that's happened before this. Uh, Illinois is good. And Iowa is brutally awful on offense. And Michigan made them look stupid on defense last week. Uh, go ahead, Burt. Go get a dub here over your, over your, uh, alma mater. Uh, 9 p.m. Pac 12 network. So, I'm watching it, and no one else apparently will. Uh, Oregon at Arizona. Oregon absolutely destroyed Stanford. Bo Nix had multiple long-running touchdowns, just in case you're wondering how that game went. Um, but you don't just go to the fishbowl and come out with a W that easily. Uh, also, Oregon has a deep history of going to Arizona and losing games they should absolutely not lose. Uh, so, hey, you know, who knows? Bo Nix goes to Arizona. It's real hot outside, and Bad Bo Nix comes out. Who knows what could happen? Uh, that's on Pac-12 Network, 9 p.m. Uh, FS1, 9.45 p.m., Fresno at Boise. This, on paper, name-wise, is a good game. In real life, this is a sad game. Uh, Boise was down to San Diego State by multiple points last week. And it did not look good. And then they landed on Jalen Green who is a freshman quarterback for them, who single-handedly turned their offense around. They have a new offensive coordinator who's a former Boise head coach, Dirk Cutter. Um, pay attention to Boise. This might be the, like, nascent you can get on the bus early when everybody was off the blue turf. You can get on now. Because uh, this might be the game where Boise just goes out and scores a ton of points. Jake Hayner is done for the season. Uh, Fresno is a completely different team without him. And they look real, real, real bad. Uh, without him. So I expect Boise to roll here. 10.30 p.m. CBSSN, the Network of Champions. Hawaii at San Diego State. San Diego State is truly bad. They're just bad. And they're down to their like third or fourth string quarterback at this point. Like it makes a difference. Their offense was bad with the starter. Um, but Hawaii, I know you've had a long time off. Hopefully you got some good fresh air, some exercise, got a whole lot of practice in so that you can go out and get a dub here in San Diego. And finally, on ESPN at 11 p.m., Oregon State-Stanford. 
do not sleep on this game. This game might actually be really good. Tanner McKee might turn this around. Stanford's at home. Oregon State is still a very, very fun team, even though they got absolutely annihilated by Utah. You should stay up late and watch that one with me. That's been this week's Group of Five After Dark Report. We will see you online on Saturday. Let's have a blast. Thank you, AJ. We will be looking for those um, as we look through our list uh, of games. Um, we're, we're not doing quite as many as we've done in the past couple of weeks, but I, I, Carla, we, I'm, I feel like we, we've sort of turned what the show is about and we're not really looking for top 25 on top 25 matchups exclusively. We're just looking for interesting stuff. Um, yeah. So we have, we have six games this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, that we're going to talk about. Eh, so speedish round. Are you? Are, did did you have you stretched? I did. Yeah. Okay. I stretched Before I um before we started the show today, uh, so the I'm good. Carbo. I had spaghettios for lunch, so I have carbo loaded. Okay. Um, I don't know if you were able to do the same thing. Did um, I had, an, I, had, ener- I had pizza for lunch and good. yeah, okay. Some rice for like rice and chicken for dinner. It's not. So. It's not pasta, but yeah, okay. For the 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 pizza especially. Um. The carbohydrates there should be just fine. All right. So you're ready. I am ready. Let's do it. Sweet. Let's go. Uh, all games on Saturday. Uh, we have a, we are, we're going to be busy at noon on Saturday because there's a bunch on ESPN in that time slot. Number eight, Tennessee at number 25, Louisiana State. Tennessee is favored by three and a half points. Um, the AJ Fun Index is a, a, a fun 63 and a half. What do, you, what do you think? I present to you, I say this every week, I present to you this week's We Have No Idea game. We have um, no idea. There needs to be like a jingle for that or something. It, there needs to be. That's almost as, you know, just like my new, like the weekend was so bonkers. I don't even mm. remember what happened. Yeah, like, you need one for that too. This is becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, LSU's defense, solid, mm-hmm. which is not surprising um, no. with a Brian Kelly coach team, but so is Tennessee's offense. We've got a strength on strength matchup here. Um boom, boom, boom. LSU's only loss on the season is that heartbreaker in week one against Florida State. Mm-hmm. Um, Tennessee's coming off of a bye. Um, the game's being played in the bayou. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like every time you look for an advantage for one of these two teams, it's counteracted by something from the other team. Right. Um, same thing here. Like Tennessee's the favorite, as you just mentioned, mm-hmm. but the ESPN tracker gives LSU a 58.3% chance of winning the game. It does. Uh, we have no idea. Uh, we, the only time we've really seen, I mean, we saw LSU, um, they, you know, beat handled Auburn this past mm-hmm. weekend. Um, we're in that messy game, that messed up game against, against Florida state. This is, this to me still feels like a, an early, big, huge test for mm-hmm. LSU to figure out what this team really is. Tennessee has done what we have, what we would have expected them to do, but I feel like this is the first kind of big defensive test that they're going up against with this offense. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, it's is like a hes- really hesitation kind of call on my part. Like, I really want to pick LSU here playing at okay. home, but I think, but I think Tennessee feels like the right decision. Okay. I, I can't really put a finger as to why. Maybe it's because you got a first year head coach in LSU, um, you know, still trying to kind of figure out things. They haven't, LSU has looked good, but not spectacular. Right. Solid. Um, Tennessee has shown flashes of brilliance in a couple mm-hmm. of moments. And so that's why I'm going to lean Tennessee in this game. But yeah, okay. def- this is a keep your eye on this game. If, if LSU is up like, 
14 to three early in this game, that wouldn't stun me one bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because the LSU defense is really good. And if they can confound that, that Tennessee offense, we've seen Tennessee fold under pressure, yep. um, in, in, in past games. So, um, Tennessee, I think. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, no uh, my gut, um, my gut actually gave me a pretty solid, uh, read on this game. Just sort of the sort of a feeling, um, and my my perhaps my only hesitation here is the timing of the game. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how LSU people do when they are told they have to function at noon on a Saturday. That's a good point. However, um, uh, folks, the Carlin Crappy Show does not condone gambling. Um, certainly, there are there are places. In the United States, where it is legal to do so, but including here in Pennsylvania, in um, Tennessee, yeah. Um, if 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 you do, however, taking LSU in the points, um, or maybe even LSU straight up, feels like the right thing to do for for me. For me, mm-hmm. um, the the timing aside, uh, and you talked about the strength on strength matchup here, and and you know cliches are cliches for a reason defense wins stuff yeah. mm-hmm. um and in the two ls in the in the two sec games that they played lsu has only given up uh 16 and a half points per game yeah i'm going with the tigers uh assuming they all wake up on time <laughs> so that's right. um that's that my pick for that game uh also at noon fs1 i this I feel like this should be this should be big news instead of Michigan and Indiana. I I, yes, I, I really I really I really think instead of being relegated to FS one little nude. Fox, we call this little, little nude we did call this ago? yes, we did call this little nude and and I it is it is not where this game belongs, but it is where this game is. Number 17 TCU at number 19 Kansas. <laughs> TCU is favored by seven points and the AJ fun index of a truly fun 67 and a half points, which I think is the highest of the season that we've for a game that we've talked about so far. Um, Kansas, Carla, Kansas. I want nothing more than a six and oh, Kansas team. That'd be <laughs> like, awesome. I, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely on board with with that sentiment. Yes. Like I really, really want Kansas to win this game, but the case, the Jayhawks defense is going to have their work cut out for them um, against this TCU offense. It's averaging 550 yards per game. Yeah. Um, the horny toads didn't just beat Oklahoma last week. They blew them out. Smoked them. Like, not even close, nope. right? Nope. Um, and when was the last time we said that about Oklahoma? <sighs> been a while. And it's been a long time. I mean, yeah. Sonny Dykes has this team outperforming expectations, but the, you can say the exact same thing about um, Kansas head coach Lance Leopold. Yes. Right? These two are the Cinderella stories of the Big 12 this year, and I'm going to go against what I just said about LSU and Tennessee and saying that I think the offensive team um, – that you know that I, I like the offensive team here um but i mean i don't know i really want kansas to win this game they're playing mm-hmm. at home but that's going to be a huge ask 
of mm-hmm. their defense to slow down this TCU offense that's really firing on all cylinders. When you look at the scores, like when you compare the the wins of each team side by side, I mean the TCU offense is just putting up consistently more points. It's crazy. It's, it's a juggernaut. Yeah. Um, and I just don't know if Kansas is going to have the firepower to slow them down enough mm-hmm. to be able to keep up with this. So unfortunately, my dream for the for the six no Jayhawks, even though it's what I really want, I think TCU is the pick here. Um, I, uh, yeah, I kind of, I, I have to go that way. I, um, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know that how much we need to talk about defense. Um, and, and Vegas seems to think to, to feel the same way with, with that AJ fun index. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, if you're going to get in, in just a, in a, a shooting match, I, I'm not sure that the TCU is the team you want to try to keep up with. Right. Um, that's, that is a tough chore. I mean, what they did against, um, uh, against the, the legendary defensive genius, Brent Venables, yeah. um, uh, crappy said with sarcasm dripping from his voice. Uh, I, I, I mm-hmm. what, you, you hope, you hope for a lot of scoring, you hope for a fun game and, and you hope that the Jayhawks, you know, they're at home, um, Ball bounces a funny way in the fourth quarter, and 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 maybe they're right there. Um, but and they get game day for the first time ever. And they get game day for the first time ever. So, a lot of stuff working in in, in the favor of Rock Chalk Jayhawk. But I think you got to pick TCU for this game. Uh, also at noon on ABC, this would I mean that game would be a better choice than this game for any any national broadcast um but i suppose we we have to include the wed weaver wivalry um i'm going to call this given given the state of these two teams i'm going to call this the sec buyers remorse bowl um this is (laughs) texas texas versus oklahoma texas is favored by seven uh the aj fun index is a is a truly fun 60 half 65 and a half points carla you know, it's it's funny that you say that because my husband and I had this conversation last week about how yeah. the Big 12 just has to be absolutely beaming right now. <laughs> the teams that are staying <laughs> in the Big 12 are the teams that are yes. winning the Big 12 right now. Yes, um, yes. But anyhow, um, yeah, Oklahoma's lost two straight. Um, it's something we haven't seen from Oklahoma in a long time. Oh, and two in the conference. Yeah. Um, and they got banged up last week too. Like not yeah. only is TCU like really, really good offensively, like they're bruising on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, not that there's a lot of defense, but mm-hmm. when they do play defense, I mean, they're banging them up pretty good. And Oklahoma took the brunt of that last yeah. week. So we don't really know who is, who's available for Oklahoma at this mm-hmm. point. We're doing this on Tuesday, right? Um, Texas coming off of a, a nice win over West Virginia. They needed that after the, mm-hmm. you know, overtime loss against Texas tech. Um, it sounds like there's a possibility that maybe Quinn Ewers could be back for this game. Yeah. Um, Sark isn't talking about it at this point. He's not saying who's starting at quarterback, which leads me to believe that there is an inkling that he might be able to come back. Um, I think Texas is getting healthier. Um, Oklahoma's reeling. They feel like a team trending in the wrong direction right now. Yeah. I think this could be three in a row for the Sooners, and I'm going to take the Longhorns and the and the Wed Wivel rivalry. Hmm. Okay. Um. I, I my notes for this game. You don't watch this game, uh, because of national implications or even conference implications, because there are none. Right. 
you watch this game because it is stupid fun every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I feel like the only prediction that I want to make is that I definitely will be watching the second half because that's when the fireworks are going to happen. Um, I, because we pick winners, I flipped a coin before we, um, when I was uh, writing the script and the, the coin said Oklahoma. So sure. That's what I'm picking. Oklahoma. This would be a game that Oklahoma would turn around and win. It would actually, yes. Um, in, in my, you know, my recent memory of this, of this game is the team that does not, that should not win is the one that does. So um, this is, this is my, I have no idea game. I'm just, just, just watch it and let the points flow over you it's just not a carlin crappy show season if we don't talk about the yeah. one we've I, I exactly exactly um i think that covers all 15 noon games that we are going to talk about yeah. we will head 3 30 um or at uh it's at 10 30 or 11 30 in on the west coast we will head to the rose bowl um accompanied by our friends at the the fox network uh, number 11 utah at Number eighteen UCLA. This it's not it's not as shocking as Kansas. Yeah, but still, right? Um, the Utes. I'm trying to say that like the like I'm a New Yorker and I'm talking about them complaining about the Utes. The Utes. Right. The Utes. The Utes them them Utes were favored by four and a half points in AJ Fund Index of a, a solid sixty five. Um, Carla, what do you think? UCLA is good. Surprising, yes. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, the first four wins of the season were all against Cupcase. AJ covered this in detail last yes, week. Yes, he did. Um, but that was an impressive win against Washington. The, the downside of that was that nobody saw it because it was on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was o- otherwise occupied, so I didn't see any of that game. So is UCLA good? Mm-hmm. We don't know, right? <laughs> um, we do know that Utah is pretty good, yes. um, despite the loss at the Swamp um, earlier in the season. Um, you know, they've re- responded quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, the Utah scoring defense is as good as expected. They're mm-hmm. they're holding um teams down to to not very many points per game, but and also we, not and oh, we ha- we happen to know that Utah is comfortable playing in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> that is true. Um according, that a little a, bit more according to the, than others. to the rather uncomfortable memories that I have from January first. Yes, that's very true. Mm-hmm. Um and also, not surprisingly, the Bruins running a Chip Kelly offense are putting up 500 yards per game. Like, yes. You know, <laughs> file that under not surprised. Um, <laughs> I think you, I think Utah has to be the pick here. We know a little bit more about them at this point in the season. Uh-huh. I feel like that defense is going to be able to slow down UCLA. But UCLA went and <laughs> screwed around and beat Washington last week. Mm-hmm. Anything is possible. Keep an eye on this one. I'm going to take mm-hmm. Utah, but... Um, yeah, keep your eyes on this. This could be interesting. This is I, I am I am old enough to remember a time when the Rose Bowl uh, was a a good, not great, but a good home venue for UCLA, and that had more to do with with the quality of the team. Um, I mean, it's it, it okay, it, it's a legendary venue in college right. football. Period. Um, but it's it's. It's such a lousy place, potentially, to play your home games. I mean, uh, Los Angeles, <laughs> the, the, the folks in Los Angeles are sort of indifferent uh, about going to, unless unless it's the Lakers, 
they're like, eh, what? I can go surfing. I can go do this. I can any of these. Why would I? So you know, even if 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 the Bruins, if UCLA gets sixty thousand or seventy five thousand people there, you're talking about a building that's only two thirds full or three quarters right. full, and it's just like, eh. um, the Utes, as I noted, uh, appear to be just fine with playing in the Rose Bowl. Um, the building and also the game. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I Even with UCLA's great start, uh, I, I think the, 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 the experience that Utah has in the setting um, means that they're going to end Utah's streak. Do, do pay attention to this game because it, it could be fun. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did the, the Chip Kelly offense is always just sort of uh, makes my Midwestern brain go, yeah. Uh, but it could be a fun one to pay attention to. I don't know how this game happened. This next one. Um, you have two of the jeeziest, uh, jeezusiest schools in the country. BYU and Notre Dame. And somehow they're playing in Las Vegas. <laughs> this, uh, this is at 730 on NBC. Um, number 16, Brigham Young. Versus Notre Dame in the black hole in, in the Legion Stadium in Las Vegas. Notre Dame is favored by three and a half points. The AJ Fun Index is a not so fun 52. Carla, how did this happen? I, that's what I have here. Um, BYU and Notre Dame playing in Vegas. Um, <laughs> okay, sure. Um, here's the thing, though. I actually think that this plays in the Cougars' favor. I think mm, okay. BYU, and like it's a shorter trip. Right. Yes. To get to Vegas than it is to go to South Bend. So I think this might backfire a bit on the Irish because they're not going to have that true home field advantage. Yes, Mm -hmm. the Irish have fans all across the country. They like to exploit that all the time. Blah 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 blah. blah, 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 Right. Um, I I think playing this game on the West Coast, or you know, toward in the West, anyways. I know I I know where Vegas is located. Um, (laughs) but playing this game out west, I think might be a dangerous preposition or proposition for um for for the Irish here. If BYU can win this game, mm-hmm. I think they can keep themselves at least for now in the conversation for a playoff mm-hmm. spot. I okay. don't I, you know, there's still there's, a lot of things would have to happen. Yeah. But if their only loss this season is against a good Oregon team, mm-hmm. then I think there's still at least a possibility of them being in the mix. Mm. Okay. Despite okay. the line here, BYU has a solid offense. Ask Baylor about that. Um, yeah. Going up against an Irish defense that at times has been questionable, mm-hmm. particularly in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, though, Notre Dame's pass rush has been there for their last two wins. You know, they've even them. You know, they were zero and two. They've now evened up to five hundred at two and two. So, will Jaron Hall have enough time to throw the football? That's the big question here, and whether mm-hmm. or not the the BYU offensive line, which has been good. Will it be able to slow down that that Notre Dame pass rush? Um, but it's also worth noting here. I'm I'm kind of like going against myself again here. <laughs> can can BYU hasn't really quite been the same since that Oregon loss. Correct. Um, you know they've picked up two wins. They were fine, mm-hmm. but they weren't huge margins against Wyoming and Utah State. That's not the best competition in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, looking mortable. Um, very similar to um, to Georgia, right? Georgia right. has looked mediocre against Kent and Missouri. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the same thing we're looking at here with BYU against Wyoming and Utah State. I think BYU 
is going to be able to flip the script here okay and pull this off in vegas um which is just like a sentence that i never ever in a million years thought i would ever utter um <laughs> are, are are byu fans even like allowed to stay in in the las vegas city limits like, I, I mean would that be i don't know i uh... i don't know but i'm gonna take the kooks i okay. i like them better i think they're a more complete team we've seen them pull off big wins see uh-huh. baylor um and the fact that this is a neutral site field, I think, really plays in their favor. I think BYU finds a way to win this football game. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just, I find that that the whole idea of this game and where it is just absolutely hysterical. Yes. Which is, which is why I'm going to, I'm going to keep an eye on it on Saturday evening. Um, th- this is, this is a game that Notre Dame should lose. Uh, I think BYU, almost across the board, is better every unit. It, 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 it's a better team, um, you know, maybe with the exception of, of defensive line uh, or, or front seven where, where Notre Dame's got, uh, got solid guys. However, th- this, is, this is also the kind of game that Notre Dame wins. Yeah. Um, I, and I don't know why. Um, I, I think I would I would pick Notre Dame without hesitation if the game was in South Bend. Um, I would lean that way too. I think it, it but I I still think I mean, both teams have something to play for. You, you said BYU uh, with with the one loss that they have a, a a quality loss if you have such a thing. Um, they're they're still in the conversation uh, for the for the postseason. I Notre Dame's not. Uh, with with the two losses they have, but if, if if Notre Dame, you know, if if they're going to salvage a respectable season, and and Notre Dame can do that, winning out, you know, that's that that could be a New Year's Six bowl game for them, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, I, I've mentioned before that Notre Dame tends to get second looks that that other teams maybe do not because of because it's Notre Dame, so. I, Notre Dame comes in here. They are treating this as a must-win because it is. Um, in if they if they want to get that 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 respectable season, um, and in those uh, the, the the uniform is actually pretty cool. The the icy white with the gold letters and stuff. Uh, Notre Dame's going to win this game. Hmm. They're going to win this game. I, I and I can't. <laughs> And then everyone, all the fans are going to go crazy in Las Vegas. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, at 8 p.m. on CBS, uh, Texas A&M is uh, visiting number one Alabama, uh, the, the Alabama Mortables. Bama is favored by 24. The A.J. Fund Index is a not fun 51 and a half points. Most of those will be scored by Alabama. Um <laughs> which gives you the, the the preview of what I think about this game. Carla, what, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, without even really talking here, I mean, yes, Bama's is the pick here. Um, yes. But I mean, this, this game is super intriguing after the beef these two coaches had. In the yes. Right. Yes. I mean, that's the whole reason why when we were looking at games this week, I'm like, we have to talk about this game because mm-hmm. like, how is this like Jimbo Saban, like feud going to play out on the field? Like, I just think that's going to be, um, really, really intriguing and which team is going to be more amped out of this. Ah. And then, of course, we threw a wrinkle into everything last week 
when Bryce Young got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now you have the possibility of an Alabama that has looked mortable, mm-hmm. possibly being without their starting quarterback in a game against a team that has periodically been ranked. And this is an AM team that you just never know which team's going to show up. This AM team feels a lot like Auburn the last several years, mm-hmm. right? Good yeah. Bo Nicks, bad yeah. Bo Nicks, right? Like, uh, like yes. which which uh, or which A&M team are we going to see here, mm-hmm. right? The one mm-hmm. that has showed some metal and pulled off some really tough wins or the one that like folded and lost to Appy State, Yeah, right? Yeah. I, we, we really don't know. Um, A&M, just, they haven't been consistent. I, even with the question marks at quarterback, the fact that this game is being played in, in Tuscaloosa um, at night, Bama is still the pick here. Will oh, yeah. it be 24 points? If, if, Bryce Young, if Bryce Young was in this game, my big question here would have been, is Saban going to run up the score because <laughs> of the beef that happened in the offseason just to rub it in? Because we've seen Saban do that when he has an axe to grind. <laughs> um, and Saban has an axe to grind here. Yes, he does. Um, but he might not have the full firepower to be able to do something like that. So Bama's the pick. We'll see what the, what the spread is here. But don't be surprised, like, late in the game like if mm-hmm. Bama's controlling the ball like if they score again that's saving gonna go for three <laughs> yeah why did you go for two because i couldn't go for three <laughs> um did you happen to see the uh, touchdown run that the backup quarterback made a- a- after after bryce uh after bryce young was uh sat down i didn't i uh, <sighs> um uh, dude would be I, I have no idea how he throws the ball but he would be a good tailback pretty much anywhere uh so that's 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 a that is a frightening thing um i, I mentioned the death star earlier but that's just like oh god that's that's gonna be something we have to deal with in the future yeah. next um, man up is a thing in alabama only one reason to watch this and it's not because there's a question about who's going to win um because there is no question about who's going to win uh i just wanted to see if either jimbo or or Saban take a swing at each other even either before the game or after that'd be kind of fun um but that's that's going to be about it if if you're an alabama fan yeah watch you because it's going to be you're you're going to enjoy yourself if you're a texas a&m fan and good time to go out to dinner maybe uh don't don't worry about paying attention to this to this one too too closely um also at 8 p.m the on the mythical acc network <laughs> which i i just i do actually get on on uh hulu um so i can watch this if i want to continue my my acc fascination uh florida state unranked florida state at number 14 nc state as we mentioned earlier the pack is favored by three and a half points uh the aj fund index is a not so fun 50 what do you think and both these teams are coming off of super disappointing losses Uh last weekend um so which team bounces back right that's the big question here um, NC State has the better defense statistically. Yes. And they're playing at home. Yes. Um, that's two check marks in the Wolfpack's favor. Um, which leads me to want to pick the home team here. But the mm-hmm. big question for me is like if the Knolls lose two straight, what happens? Mm-hmm. Right. What's the medal of this team this year? Um, are are they gonna fold if they lose? Too yeah. straight you or are that. they going to be able to you know come back because they've still got some huge games on mm-hmm. their schedule um they still have to play clemson right um and if you lose 
these two games, do you get up for the Clemson mm-hmm. game or do you say our season's over? Right. So that's, that's really what the intrigue here is for me is that if, if Florida state loses this game and I think because the Wolfpack's defense is better and they're playing at home, I think mm-hmm. that gives them the edge in this game. Yeah. How, how does Florida state handle this? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or if, even if they get down early, will they have the ability to like come back? Right. Or that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a great point. That's a great point. So I'm going to say the Wolfpack here, but I think this is an intriguing game to watch to see which of these teams responds better after the disappointing losses last weekend. And I, and I think you just, you just going, going off notes here. I think you kind of hit on why I've been so curious about Florida state. Um, you know, I, I, again, uh, referencing my age, I'm old enough that, uh, you know, Florida state was one of the programs. Yeah. Um, as I started to pay attention to, to, to college football and granted this in Bobby Batten years, but I'm, I'm fascinated to see what, what it takes to get back to that point. Um, mm-hmm. I, and I think that's, that's why I'm, I'm so curious because I, I Florida state w- without question has taken big steps this season. Yeah. Um, does that pay off in results? I, I don't know. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't pay off in results, as you said, what happens? You know, what, what happens in this game when you, you, you go to wake, you think, okay, this is winnable. This is something we can do. And then, you know, wake pretty much is, pretty much handles you at home um, with, with, with a 10 point loss. And then you got to go to NC state and, and, you know, it's maybe not the same. It's not the same offensive threat, but, how do you how are you going to score on those guys? They're they're giving up uh, just fifteen points a game. Right. Uh, they're giving up a hun- under a hundred yards rushing per game, um, and and you're playing them on their home field. So if 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 you if you lose this, or as you said, if they go down early, how does this team react? Um, this is why I, I talk about teams that know how to win. Uh, Utah versus UCLA road game for Utah, but they've been there. Right. right? Um, in, in recent history, they, they've, they've done it and, and UCLA has not, you know, UCLA is going to, maybe if they continue, they're going to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think Florida state, if, if the, if the coaching staff is able to keep these guys kind of focused on what they're doing. Even with a loss, they, they will get there. Florida State's going to get the talent, um, but at some point, it's just it's 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 what what you know it's, it's your emotions and and what your intellect is and what the, what those processes are and and how you accept those challenges. So that's brief dissertation. Why I'm so interested in Florida State this year. <laughs> um, the point for those of you who are still paying attention. <laughs> Is uh, NC State's going to win this, um, and then Florida State's? Then, then we will see. I mean, the the, the really big test. Uh, Florida State will finally get one of these games at home, but it's Clemson. So, yeah. I'm uh, my other prediction involving this game is we're going to talk about Florida State and Clemson next week. So, yeah, just just so you guys know, boys and girls, you can hear the Carla and crappy show on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google, and a variety of other podcasting hosts. You can watch us on YouTube or the show's Facebook page. If you like us, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you don't mind your own damn business. Um, and be sure to come back next week when we will do this again. 
we may or may not talk about what we got wrong. I don't know. Um, Carla, before yes. your before your final thought, uh, this is part two of your pop quiz. Okay. How will my Cleveland Guardians do in baseball's postseason? I honestly have no idea. Just make it up. I don't care. Um, they won the division, right? They did. Uh, they they won pennant. Um, we don't know who they're playing yet. They they are they are third place among the the division champions. So they so will they get a wild card. They will they will get a, the one of the wild card series. Yes. Okay, so they're gonna w- they'll win the first series. Okay. Um. And then we'll see what happens in the second. But they'll That's definitely fair. they'll get one series win. Okay. For sure. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good there. Um, no one, uh, a bunch of kids. I I don't know how they got to where they got to, um, but it's it's been fun. And if you're watching, if you're not watching, I'm I'm wearing Guardians gear because I'm I'm pretty stoked about this as always. Uh, postseason baseball is a special kind of torture. I don't know what it is about it. Um, it's for me, it's more intense than hockey playoffs. It can be as intense or some, in some cases more so than, than college football games. I, but I'm having said that I'm, I'm ready. I'm looking forward to it. I wouldn't know I'm a pirates fan. No, I, I know, I know, but um I've had one uh, postseason in my life. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, two. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh is a fun town. I my, I, I have an, an older friend who swears that Pittsburgh is a baseball town, first and foremost. And the two years, uh, and I was working for the, the, quote, large newspaper in town for both of those. Um, you get a sense that maybe that's right. That this this there's a, a a special place for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and and when things are going well on those rare occasions, um, Pittsburgh kind of goes nuts. Um, mm-hmm. So that's something. It's still the best ballpark in all of, in all of Major League Baseball. That's tough to argue. I I as much as I want to, <laughs> it's tough to argue. The you baseball have... might be subpar, but you know what? Like sitting, I going to the games in PNC Park. That was my favorite thing to do mm-hmm. when I lived in Pittsburgh. Was just mm-hmm. like on a random night it, buying a twelve dollars mm-hmm. seat, sitting up in the top, not paying any attention to the game, just enjoying <laughs> the city, enjoying the pierogi race, yes. and eating hot dogs and drinking beer. And yes. it was just there's nothing better. There's nothing better than that. I, I, I am not arguing with you for for any reason whatsoever. Um, do you have any college football related final thoughts? <laughs> One game that I have my eye on. Yes. Um, because you know I'm apparently slightly obsessed with the Pac-12 too, and I'm old and I don't like staying up late. Um, so here's Wazoo at USC right. in prime time. Um, <gasps> seven thirty Eastern kick on Fox. Right. Um, Wazoo gave Oregon a run for its money a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And Wazoo has been known in the last couple of seasons to like meddle with the Pac-12, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's it's like a loss to to Wazoo that like messes up Pac-12's hopes for the playoff, right? They probably didn't help Paul Christ's situation at Wisconsin either. They didn't, right. Mm -hmm. Um, So 
as much as I would, you know, there, there are things that I like, there's nothing that I like more than when K-State kind of plays their role in the Big 12 and just kind of messes things up. Mm-hmm. Wazoo and the Pac-12 doing the same thing is a very close second. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just love it when that happens. Um, games on primetime. I mean, yes, the Trojans are the pick here, mm-hmm. but keep an eye on this one. If the Cougars keep this close early, mm-hmm. flip it on. Okay. Okay. Um the, the last thing I wanted to bring up is a, a, a couple of weeks ago, and I never asked him why he was asking. So I don't, I have no idea about the context. He just asked me out of the blue. AJ asked me out of the blue, which game is scarier based on, on recent, recent history. Not so much what's going on this year, but just sort of recent history, which game is scarier, Michigan or Michigan state. And, and I did not hesitate. And I said, Michigan state. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and again, based on recent history, it's not close. Um, it's, it's Sparty. Um, you know, Mark D'Antonio had a couple of great teams in, yeah. in that stretch. Um, great, great teams in a, in a very, uh, big 10 Jim Trestle kind of way. <laughs> um, but, but through that whole time period, uh, they've been pretty, they've been good, pretty consistently. Um, I have no idea what's going on with him this year. I mean, Mel Tucker, uh, he, he's a good coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made some good additions through the portal uh, in the offseason. Um, you know, the team has, you know, they, they have time with him and his system under their belts in you know, full offseason. So I'm not sure what the deal is there. But um, because it's October, um, because we're getting, we're, we're in the conference season now, uh, this is when my neuroses sort of kick in. <laughs> so I start thinking about, oh man, we're it's Michigan State. It's not it's not just the first conference road game, but it's the first road game for Ohio State. And I, you know, then my brain is just like there are a bazillion reasons why why I need to be worried at 4 p.m. on Saturday when this game kicks off. Um, and and of course that's not. It's not based on reality. It's just, yeah. it's just my, it's just my, my football brain and how it works. Ohio State's going to win this game. Um, I think they're twenty-five point favorites. So, but I, there is something about Sparty recently, mm-hmm. um, and it does have to do with Michigan State's recent uh, recent performance as well. And and I would remind everybody that, or Michigan's performances recently, and I would remind everybody that um, that Ohio State had won eight straight before last season. Uh, in, in in that series uh as, as an opponent that's given ohio state trouble in recent years you know that that's that's more than enough to get my college football neuroses uh, kind of percolating um but that's that that's why this game is great that's why the sport is great that's why i love the big 10 you have this stuff every year and and um anything can happen Anything can happen, but it is a great week. I will say this um, because I say this it is a great week to beat a team from Michigan. So having said that, Carla. Yes. Oh man. We're in big 10 season. We are. We are. And it's my fall break. So and it's your fall break. I'm um, watch some football this weekend. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Um, I am. I've just, just, I'm not even pretending, like coming up with reasons why I'm not doing anything on Saturday. I'm just sitting on the couch and I have the two TVs and I'm just like, yeah, we're doing it. I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't care. Um, Carla, thank you once again. Yep. 
Thanks. So uh, we did. It's an, a, another great time talking with you. Uh, thank you to AJ for his participation. Thank you to Drew Powell for getting back on the field and giving Ooh. me a reason to be really excited about about the Big Red Bears. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys as always for watching, for listening, um, for your support. Come back next week, and we will do this all again. Beat Michigan. See you guys. Cheers.